Good evening and welcome to our 5 p.m. service. Uh, my name is Francis. And just a few announcements. Um, we are actually reminding everyone that in a couple of weeks, we will have our volunteer weekend, our volunteer orientation. And so for all the volunteers here, can I ask you guys to please stand up if you're a volunteer even for the other services? Meron ba? Yan, our kids volunteers. Can we just acknowledge and thank them for their heart to serve? Yeah, especially yung mga ushers natin who are on duty, the tech, the kids. You know, these volunteers have uh, committed their lives not only for a year, but actually committed their lives to helping us carry the load here in church. You know, as a volunteer here in this ministry, we are run by 99% of volunteers. I remember when I was a volunteer, I did not sign up for any ministry. I just said, I want to help. And so during those times when I was still in Victory Sigbu, I experienced being an usher. I didn't last long in kids. Napipikon po ako noon. Di pa ako inaayos ni Lord noon. Uh, I was part of the hospitality ministry. I was doing pulpit. But at the end of the day, I just knew that God wanted me to be involved in any way. And so this is my prayer, that as we volunteer, you can bring home the cards later, this card that's found in your seats. This is our prayer, that when you decide to volunteer, your heart is right. That when you volunteer, what you're saying is, Lord, I want to help you in what you are doing here in this church. Regardless if you feel like this is your strength, regardless if you feel like you don't know where to be part of, what's important is the heart. And so please take home these cards, take time, please pray about it and be involved in any way. If you feel like God is calling you into music, we'll see. No? Ako, feeling ko nun, God is calling me to music. Pero in my own personal space lang daw. No? Sabi ng isa, you have a hidden talent. Just keep it to yourself. No? What else? We actually have our, and this is good news for those who have signed up for volunteering to our rescue kabataan. We know that the schedule last December was really tight, and so we were able to arrange another training, and it's on January 24 and 25. So please, if you've signed up and haven't been through the training, please join this. Or if God is speaking to you and this is for you this year is what you want to be involved in, please sign up with our Love the City. You know, recently, or last week, we prayed about what was happening in our uh, in the city of um, Talisay, in Batangas area, in Cavite area. And because of that, we started a relief effort uh, together with Operation Blessing. And so they are picking up the goods, but we actually are extending it. They'll pick up the goods on Tuesday, but we want to give more time for you to, if you want to help out in what we are doing in the Taal Relief. And here are some of the things that they need. I believe uh, we were also informed that uh, food seems to be enough for weeks. And so what they need are, um, I heard it's formula, it's uh, hygiene kits and all those things. And so I hope you guys get to be involved in this. You know, I just want to share, no? today, our preteens area where the preteens are um, attending their own service, we've decided for them to actually help out and so today, they were the ones packing the goods that you have brought. And so I hope you guys get involved in this. You know, our brothers and sisters are having a hard time in this area of our city. And so please pray for them as well as we do the work in that area. 
Uh, we are still in our series entitled Amazing Grace. And when we talk about the grace of God, this is what we talked about last week. We know that we don't deserve this. We know that it is His love, His favor that He wants to give us, that He wants to extend to us, that we receive His grace. And that's why Paul in his life, the Apostle Paul, the super apostle that we know, would actually say this in Acts 20. He says, My life is worth nothing unless I am able to fulfill what Jesus wants me to do. And what is that? To actually share the gospel of the wonderful grace of Christ. A super apostle we know that has written so many books in the New Testament. He has actually planted churches. He has done so much in the name of Jesus Christ. But at the same time, we know this, that the life of Paul was full of problems. The life of Paul was full of struggles. The life of Paul was full of challenges. I'm going to read with you an excerpt of what he said in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11. And this is not our text. I just want to paint you a picture of how much the life of Paul, uh, how much he suffered and he, he, the, the challenges that he, he encountered. In verse uh, 20, let's start with verse 24. He said, I've been imprisoned more, countless beatings, often near to death. Five times I received at the hands of the Jews the 40 lashes less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. There were times that I was shipwrecked at night and day. I was adrift to sea on frequent journeys in danger from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my own people, dangers from the Gentiles, dangers in the city, from the wilderness and the sea, dangers from false brothers in toil and hardships through sleepless nights. How many of you know that you don't want to go through what Paul encountered? Sobrang hirap. And this is my prayer that none of you would go through this. But we know this, that the Bible also promises that there will be trials and tribulations in our lives. So nobody is exempted from going through challenges. You know, challenges, trials, uh, problems in lives have different names, different uh, images, different kinds of um, experiences. But there's one word that actually encompasses it. It's the feeling of going through it. And what's that word? It's actually suffering. Some of us have suffered a lot. Some of us probably not that much. Suffering has so many levels, just like eruptions. Some of us, we feel like the small thing for others is actually a level five for them. Suffering comes in different forms. And so today, when we talk about the grace of God, this is my question and this is what we want to answer. What does it mean for God's grace to work in our lives through suffering? Why is it important for us to know that the grace of God is with us through suffering? Why? Because, sabi nila, this room is filled of three kinds of people. Number one, people who went through suffering. Number two, people who are in suffering right now. Or number three, people who will go through one in the future. And so it's important for us as people of God to know what it is really to experience the grace of God through trials and sufferings. Paul was talking about this. Sabi niya, no? And this is our text, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to 10. The Bible says, Even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, 
So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a what? A thorn in my flesh. A messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. What was he talking about? He was talking about the false teachers that were saying, Alam mo yan, si Paul, hindi niya dapat kay maniwala sa tinuturo niya because we are better than him. His detractors were saying that they are more credible than Paul. And so if you go through chapter 11 until 12, you would see here that Paul was saying that I actually have experienced so much more. I can boast about the faithfulness of God in my life. But Paul was saying that's not the point. And so he talks about an experience that humbles him, a thorn on my flesh. What is a thorn? A thorn is a tinik in Tagalog. Well, if you have experienced being injured by a thorn, you know it's painful, right? Why? Because it's a deep cut. Pagka ginalaw mo, it's more painful. Some of the thorns, when you try to take it out, it's gonna be excruciatingly painful. One of the thorns that I've experienced, and this is no joke, alam niyo yung pag nagkaroon kayo ng ingrown? Alam yan? It's there, pero pag meron lang tumamang konti, alam mo yung, Lord, kunin mo na Alam mo hindi mo Sobrang sakit. Why? Because it's there. Sometimes you forget about it. You actually exist. You walk, and then you're so uh, you're you're so high about the day, and then suddenly you stab your toe. And then, huh? It's painful, excruciating. What's Paul talking about? A physical thorn. It was a different kind of thorn. You know the Bible. In 2 Corinthians, does not explain what the thorn is. They were giving a, a hint of what it is. And so, biblical scholars actually have three theories of the thorn. And the first one is this. It's Paul's psychological struggle. What does that mean? It was his past haunting him. What was Paul's past? We know this. He was a persecutor of the people of God. The people who believed in God during the first church. He was the one who said, stone Stephen to death. He was uh, trying to spread them out. He wanted to kill them. Ganun po yung past niya. And so probably, one of the thorns, or if, if this is the possible thorn in his flesh, was whenever he would probably preach, whenever he would build a church, probably it was that reminder, like the devil reminding him, pa church, church ka pa, nagpa-plant ka ng church. E, ikaw nga yung nagpapatay sa kanila. That might be one of the thorns. The other one was actually his detractors. People who would actually say, don't listen to Paul. He's not true. He actually was a bad guy. He's just, he's just trying to deceive you. And so for him, when he sees these people, alam niyo ba yun? yung, for example, ngayon, no, in, in the life of um, availability of social media, when you see your enemy in Facebook, parang nawawala ka sa mood. Meron ba yung ganon, di ba? Parang, Bakit siya masaya? Ako hindi. Yung ganon, no? The detractors that we have in life. And another one was actually probably a physical ailment. Probably he had bad eyesight because he was getting old. For him, he could probably go around. Why? Because he was getting old. And for him, it was a thorn stopping him from doing the mission of the Lord. You know, they say, Bible scholars say that it was probably a physical ailment. Something that was hampering him 
from doing what he needs to do. Last Wednesday, I actually visited a friend, a friend's brother in the hospital, and we were able to pray for him. He was actually trying to survive cancer. And for five years, he, he actually had his own thorn that he was living with. After a few hours, we learned that he passed away. You know, all of us have experienced thorns. All of us have experienced that feeling of suffering, that feeling of despair, of hopelessness, that regardless if our day or our month or our work, our family is great, when that thorn pushes, we feel the pain. When our thorn pushes in our flesh, we, we get hopeless. And so as people of God, what do we do with the thorns? We know we can take it out just like that. We know we have to go through it. And so what do we do? Just like any other believer, we pray to God. Paul did this. He actually would pray to God and say, Lord, take away this thorn from me. The Bible says in verse 8, three different times I begged the Lord. I believe he prayed so many times, but for three times he begged the Lord, take it away from me. Hindi ko nakaya. I don't want this thorn in my life. I just want it removed in Jesus' name. How many of you have begged God to take away a thorn in your life? It's hard. And you want to be relieved of it and you can only rejoice in life if the thorn is removed. Thorns come in so many ways. I remember when I was still in Cebu with... I had this uh, medical scar or I, I had to go through this medical ordeal. And one of the things that the doctor said that really bothered me for three weeks was this. Sabi niya, bata ka pa naman, wala yan. Pero i-test na lang natin para may peace of mind ka. May naka-experience na ba yung sinabi nun? Alam mo yung language na yun, mas kakabahan ka. Sabi ko, sige po, for three weeks I lost weight. For three weeks, I prayed to God and said, Lord, take this thorn away. Take it out! Lord, let the doctor call me and say, nagkamali siya. Lord, sabihin na lang nila, akala nila, ito yun, mali pala. I beg God, take this thorn away. But I hope you know that when we pray to God, it doesn't mean He doesn't, ask, he doesn't hear us. For sure, He knows what we are going through. But the answers will always be different. And this is what God said to Paul. Verse 9. Each time, and this is God, each time God said, what did He say? My grace is all you need. The Bible says in the ESV version, my grace is sufficient. God says, my grace is all you need. And so we know this, that God answers prayers just not the way Paul was expecting it. He answers, My grace is all you need. But Lord, this is what I want. I want to take it away now. I want you to heal me. Doon sa mga may pinagpe-pray na may kalaban. Lord, di ba mahal mo din yung kalaban ko? Sabi sa word, Pray for your enemies. Lord, kunin mo na lang siya. Now. The thorns. But God says, My grace is all you need. You know, these six words mean so much. 
And we need to understand the real meaning of these six words. Because when we understand the meaning of these six words, we will actually say in our hearts and in our minds, Lord, your grace is all I need. And so we'll slow down and look at these six words. It says, my grace. Who said it? It's God. What does grace mean? We go to the Greek dictionary and the word is saris. And it means it's used for the Lord's favor. It's God freely extending himself. It means we're not asking to extend himself. It says he is freely going to us. What else? The Bible says he's reaching to his people. Why? Because he wants to bless us. His grace is a blessing to us. What else? He wants to reach out and be near us. I remember when I was um, in college, I, went, I, we, I met an accident. I think Mark knows this. Uh, po ako with my friend. It was a car accident and I broke my um, bone. No? So sabi nung kaibigan ko, uh, sabi ko, uh, Pagtayo ko sa car, naiwan yung ganun, no? Sabi ko, pare, sabi ko, chong na bali. Sabi niya, oh ma. Anyway, so you know, diba, who he is. Anyway, and so they rushed me to the hospital. And I, was, I wasn't a believer then. And so I, I have to say, I was actually drunk during those times. And it was in the middle of the, uh, madaling araw. So they brought me to the hospital. And kasama ko yung kaibigan ko, sayang, kaya mo yan. Oh, kaya ko to. Pero kada humps, uh, 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 sakit talaga yung kumalas. No? Tapos ang pinakaayokong experience, when I got to the hospital, sabi ng mga nurse, and kung nurse ka, please don't do this no sa mga na-aksidente. Sabi, ay, putuli na siguro to. Yung mga ganun, kikirit uh, yun. Kung Christian ako, pinag-pray ko yun. Anyway, and so they had to take an x-ray, Right? They had to get my blood. All these. Sabi ko, hindi, kaya ko to. Kaya ko to. Nanginginig na ako sa lamig. Kaya ko to. Kaya ko to. Kaya to. Sa- Sir, sama ka na sa akin, Papa Eric. Sabi ko, can you give me five minutes? Sabi niya, I'll just compose myself. In my mind. Pwede five minutes. Sige, sir. Pero pag ano yan, masakit na talaga. Hindi, sige, kaya ko to. After five minutes, ganun pa rin. Sir, kunang ka na na. Sabi ko, okay lang ba kung anting. Ano yun, sir? Anting. Ano? Antayin ko yung mami ko. <laughs> Why? In times of trouble, you want the closest people in your life to be with you. Right? So, ikaw mo, tuturo ka lang. Gano'n lang yung mami ko. Wala ko holding us. His grace. God wants to bless us. When we talk about His grace, not only does He want to bless us, what else? The Bible says, He wants to be near us. Why? We know and he knows for a fact that we are going through something. What else? The Bible says, my grace is. What does that mean? It doesn't say was or in the future. It's present. It's available for us. It's not just about the Bible stories that the grace is sufficient for Paul. The Bible says it is available to us today. The Bible also says it's all. It's complete. It's, par- it's not partial. It's not installment. It's all. It's complete. And it says, My grace is all you. What does that mean? You know, in this room, we can have a facade that we are strong. But at the same time, you know this, only God knows the condition of your heart. 
And so God knows what you need. Very personal grace. It's not a one-kind package grace. It's for everyone's grace. And it says, My grace is all you need. You know, another word for need is to be sufficient, to be enough. And so when you say it's sufficient, it means if it's a need and you get the need, what does that mean? You are satisfied. If you need a glass of water and you're thirsty and I give you a glass of water, after you drink it, what will you say? Thank you, Muna. Thank you. And then, ah, it satisfies us. And so, when God said to, to Paul, my grace is all you need, and God is saying to you today, if you are going through something, if you are suffering, and He's telling you that my grace is all you need, In other words, this is what God is saying. In suffering, God wants to bless me, be near me, and it satisfies me. When we know the meaning of these six words, it changes our perspective. Why? Because the problem starts when we think that the grace of God is not enough. The problem starts when we think, Lord, I'll receive your grace, but this is what I want. The Bible says, God's grace is all you need. Nothing more, nothing less. The grace of God might be different for you and me. But when God says something, it's sure and it's for you. I want to encourage you with this. Especially for the people who are saying, and I've said this a lot of times, Lord, this is what I want. I know your grace is in my life, but at the same time, I want you to do this for me. You know, if we live in a life where it's all about what you want and you get what you want from God, Lord, I want this today, now, in Jesus' name. We know this, that we have sp- there's power in His name, but at the same time, I hope you know that when you get everything that you want from God, when you want it, You're not looking for a God. You're looking for a genie. I want to encourage you with this text. Isaiah 55 says, For my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Neither are your ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. I hope you know that in times of suffering, trials, challenges, God still knows what's best for you. God still, God still knows what we need, even though we think we need this or that. God doesn't stop there. He continues in the same text. He says, My grace is all you need. What does he say? My power works best in weakness. What does God mean when He said weakness? We're talking about suffering. He should have said, my power works best in suffering. And that's how I was trying to process my thoughts. But I realized this. The reason why God uses this word weakness is because through suffering, through trials, that's the time we can actually know that we are weak. During the times of trials, why do we go through trials? Why is there a trial anyway? Why? Because we can't solve it that easily. We are weak. 
When we define weak, how do we define weak? It's our shortcomings, our failings, it's the lack of strength. And so what God is saying is that His power works best in our weakness. What does that mean? It's not an issue of the situation. God works best once we know that it's an issue of our heart. In trials, what is the issue of your heart? You know, we live in a world where we do not like to show weakness. That's the last thing we want to show. Um, I'm a fan of these cartoons. And uh, lately, I've been checking out, and there's so many toys. The 1983-1984 toys of this cartoon that is resurfacing and being sold. How many of you are familiar with these cartoons? Meron ba? Hindi mo inabot, no? And Teletubbies na yata yung sa'yo, Jason. Diba? He-Man. Sabi nila, no? He-Man Motu. Sabi online. Sabi, ako ba yung Motu? Masters of the Universe. If you've watched the next Netflix show, The Toys That Made Us, you would actually be amazed on how they came up with this toy. They were up against the biggest toy line, Star Wars, during those times. They were the number one selling toy for kids. And so they had to create a toy line that would get a market from Star Wars. And so when they were making this diecast of um, large men like He-Man, what, it, what happened was they were looking at the kids and they were uh, playing it and some of the kids said this, Do this! Ah, ganun. And so they realized, sabi nila dun sa show, the documentary, that kids want to have the power. And that's why, hence, the title of the show is He-Man, Masters of the Universe, that when he gets his sword, what happens? What does he say? I have the power. <laughs> so fascinated about He-Man. Anyway, you know, we live in a world where it's all about our strength and our power. It's about the great things. You know, people follow people in Instagram. Why? Because of their power. Not physical power, but it's the power to produce content, the power to, pro- to create things. Why was Bill, uh, what's his name? The guy who owned Apple? Steve Jobs. Why was he so, why was he great? Because he invented so many great things. He had that power. And so people would follow him. Have you seen someone searching for the weak ones? No. We have books like Strength Finder. And what does it teach us? Our strength. We tap on our strength. Why? Because we are good with that. And so I think I'm going to come out with a book, Weakness Finder. No? Say wala pang gumagawa. You know, if I ask you today, what is your weakness? You wouldn't want to share that. In a job interview, what's the weakness that you tell the interviewer? Ako, grabe. Sobrang manipulative. Buti na lang, wala na akong job interview ngayon. So, I was in my interview, and Lord, sorry, I've been coaching people to do this before, no? Pag tinanong ka ako, anong weakness mo? Anong isasagot mo? What do you answer? Sabi ko, yung interview, I remember, no? Sabi, oh, what, what's your strength? Di ba, ganun? Tama ba? Ako lang ba talaga na-interview dito? Hindi naman, no? no. Si interview, oh, so what's your strength? Di ba? Okay. What's your weakness? Actually, ito pa ako. Actually, uh, this is frustrating kasi 
ano, I, I work late eh. I can't stop not working. Diba? But we know it's a lie. We know it's not true. Have you been very honest with your weakness in an interview? Pag tinan, what's your weakness? Actually, ilam mo, pagka pinagsasabihan ako ng boss ko, napipikon ako eh. What's your weakness? Actually, alam mo, after six months, pag ayoko na yung ginagawa ko, naiin, ayoko na puma, I drag myself to work. What's your weakness? Actually, alam mo, kailangan ko lang ng pera eh, but I really don't like to work here. Why is it hard for us to face our weakness? Weakness, it's something that we're not good at. Something that is not our point of strength. And Paul was about to flip the world of the believers. Why? Because it was all about their strength. It was all about what they would do for the Lord, what God did from them, did through them. But Paul was di- talking about a different way of life. And he was flipping it. He was flipping it to the right side up. And that's why in chapter, in, in few verses before our text, it says, that experience is worth boasting about. Yung mga sinabi niya, kaya kong gawin niya, I can say that, but I'm not going to do it. Sabi niya, it's not the point. What does he say? I will boast only about my weakness. The Bible says, God works best in our weakness. The problem is, the grace of God is with us in struggle, but the problem is, it doesn't work its best when we feel like we can still do it on our own. Once we cannot be vulnerable, can't work. Sabi nila in Tagalog, no, yung saying, mahirap tulungan ng taong ayang magpa-tulong. Tutulungan mo na, galit pa. Right? In our victory group, sa mga men, no, I hope you know that it's okay to be vulnerable. Victory group, victory group na yan. Say, oh, kamusta ka? Okay naman. Ikaw, Okay. Okay kay lahat? Ako lang ay hindi okay? But in reality, it's just that pride of showing people that we are not okay. The reality is, we can never be always okay. Do you want the power of God to work best in your life? Yes? We need to acknowledge our weakness. The Bible says, he will boast about his weakness. Why? Because in reality, we are weak anyway. The Bible says, we are nothing without Christ. Only through him that we can be someone or something. And so in our suffering, it's actually okay to be not okay. God works best in our weakness. The problem is we're too proud to admit it sometimes. So what happens when we acknowledge our weakness? A few chapters before, this is what Paul said, but we have these treasures in jars of clay to show the surpassing power belongs to God and not us. What does it mean? You know, jars of clay are us in this text. Why? Because jars of clay can actually break anytime. If you push a jar of clay, it's fragile. It, can, it breaks. But look at the treasure that, that is inside the jar of clay. 
The treasure is that relationship with Jesus. And it points us to a direction that we can learn that it's not our power that is within us. It's the power of God. How many of you believe that God is with you? That God is moving in and through your life? The question is, are we actually saying, Lord, I can't do it without you? Lord, I am weak in this area of my life that I can't do it without you. And that's why in suffering, as we continue the text in chapter 4, Paul says, we are afflicted in every way. Marami tayong experience. A momentary reality, but God gives a permanent promise. What does it say? But not crushed. Another momentary situation, but not driven. We are perplexed and a permanent promise is, but we are not driven out of despair. We might be persecuted, but we will never be forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. You know, going through a suffering, a time of trial, a time of need, a time of desperation, this is a promise of God that you can hang on to. That the grace of God allows us not only to it doesn't stop. The trial doesn't stop. But what, at the same time, it says we, were, we will not be crushed. We will not be destroyed. A good reminder for all of us. Can we declare this in our lives? God works best in our weakness. Now, I have an illustration to show you, and this is quick. I have a three glasses. Asa na yung pang takip natin, pang... Magic in there. So there is an egg, a carrot first, and then an egg, and then coffee. No? Can we ask hot water? Kasi na parang gusto ko magkape. Yeah. You know, in life, okay na yan. Thank you, Carly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in life, hot water is um, represented by trials. Mainit. We don't want to go through it. Why? Mapapaso tayo. It's like a thorn. It hurts us. We want to get out of this container. The situation that we're in, we want to get out. And so some of us actually live our lives just like the carrot. Carrots are hard, right? Yung carrot, matigas yan. Kaya ko to. Hindi ako ba ano ng ano ng trial? Kaya ko to, hindi ako maapektuhan. But at the same time, you know, the carrot, no matter how hard it is, because of the hot water, the trial, what happens? It becomes soft, soggy. Actually, loses a part of it because of the heat. At the same time, some of us actually live our lives like the egg. Not because it's round. It's like the egg. There's a shell, right? It's a facade of who we are. I can, do tri- I can go through trials. I can be a strong person through trials. I can do it on my own. You know, just like this egg. There's a, I remember this situation in my life. There was a time when we were in Cebu that we actually had to file a case against our staff. And it was one of the trials of my life. Why? Because I had to represent the company. I had to sue the people that were working with me, that were close to me. Unfortunately, they did something wrong, and so now I had to go through a trial. You know what happens? My boss gave me the best lawyer. My boss had all the connections from NBI, 
to the courts. I had everything that I needed. I was that shell. But at the same time, I hope you know, no matter what we have in life, when our heart is not ready, malambut pa rin yung loob natin. We are still broken. And so what happens with the egg? When you put in hot water, no matter how you try to protect your inside, it becomes hard. The longer it stays in hot water, what happens? It breaks. It cracks. But we have this powdered coffee. That when you put hot water, what happens? When you mix the water, what happens? The coffee morphs with the trial. The coffee doesn't need to get out of the trial. It actually morphs and joins the water. Brings out actually the best in the coffee. What do I mean? I hope you know the coffee did not start as powder. It was a coffee bean. But to be powder, he actually had to be broken. He actually had to be grinded. Now he knows he's weak. Now he knows he's soft. That when you go through a trial just like coffee, you know that the grace of God would actually bring out the best in you. The grace of God would actually bring out the flavor, the best of why the coffee is there. God works best in our weakness. Amen? And that's why he ends verse 9. Paul says, so now, I, so now I am glad to boast about my weakness. Nobody does this, but he says, this is who I am now. I live by the grace of God that I don't mind sharing my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. The power of Christ can work through us in our weakness. Last story that I want to share. Anyway, it's still early. If you know Corey Ten Boom, Corey Ten Boom was a uh, she was a watchmaker at the same time, also a believer during the time of the Holocaust. Uh, Corey Ten Boom is also a book writer about what they did. Corey Ten Boom actually rescued a lot of uh, Jews uh, that were bound for death. One day, in one of his in one of her books, she wrote this her encounter in uh, Russia, where she visited Russia. And she happened to see and was introduced to this old lady who was actually battling MS, multiple sclerosis. And because of this, um, multiple sclerosis would actually paralyze you. You don't know how to function. And because of this disability, the only thing that this old lady, Russian lady, would actually move was her right hand. The husband would care for her and everything she needs. When Corrie Ten Boom visited, she saw this old lady seated, not moving, but had a small table and a typewriter with her. And this is the only thing that she was doing. Her index finger, one finger, would actually click the typewriter. She would observe her. You know that if she was in so much pain doing it, trying to... There were times the husband said that actually take time just to press one key. And so she asked, what's she doing? The husband said, you know, she's actually translating the Bible, some Billy Graham books, and some of your books from English to Russian. Doing that. And sabi ng husband, and not only that, 
Whenever she would have a hard time, press that key, she would stop and pray for the future readers of this book. Cory Tenboom was heartbroken. Sabi niya, Lord, kita mo naman to. Nagtagalog, no? Si Cory Tenboom. Sabi niya, Lord, you see this old lady in so much pain. You see this old lady, why don't you heal her? I'm sure that would, that would be your prayer. She was in so much pain for this old lady that she said, Lord, heal her. She deserves to be healed. She's doing the work for you. You know, the husband saw her anguish even though she was not saying this. And the husband said, don't be sad about her weakness. Because all the Christians here who would translate materials are being watched by the police. And if they see them, they would actually torture them and some would actually be killed. You know, because of her sickness, because of her ailment, that when they see her, she's not a threat. But you know that what she is doing is powerful work for the Lord. The Bible says, the power of Christ can work through our weakness. God's power works best in our weakness. You know, we might not know why we are going through trials and sufferings. We might not understand it. But one thing is for sure. God's grace is all that we need. What else? That when we acknowledge our weakness, God's power works best in our lives. Amen? He ends it with verse 10. Paul says, That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses, in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. You know, the story I told you about my medical concern, after a few weeks, I learned that everything was normal. The doctor was right. There's nothing to be worried about. Going through that court case in Cebu, after a few months, even though I lost weight, I gained my composure. I would now face them. I was not afraid to face them. Actually built something in me. The suffering that I went through actually made me stronger. That when I was actually going through this preaching, I actually had to say, Lord, thank you for not taking me out. Because it made me a better person. Because it made my faith stronger. Because it made me believe you more rather than in myself. James was talking about this. The Bible says in James 1, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and made complete, needing nothing. You know, as we go through struggles in life, regardless of if that's long or short, I hope you know that it's an opportunity for us to build a stronger faith in the Lord. That's why James was saying, consider it joy. I'm not saying na pag may struggle ka, yes! Ni naman. 
But sometimes we don't need to focus on the hardship, but we need to focus now on what God can do in our situation. Amen? One thing I want to remind everyone tonight. God's grace is all I need. Can you declare that? God's grace is all I need. You know, Jesus, even Jesus, the day, the night before he was betrayed and he was beaten and broken, he actually went and prayed to the Lord, just like Paul. What did he say? Lord, let this pass. I know what will happen tomorrow. I know that they will persecute, they will, I will be treated in the most, the worst way ever possible. But what did he say after praying that prayer? Jesus said, Your will be done, not mine. Imagine if Jesus did not go through that. Imagine if he didn't go through that suffering. Where would we be? Suffering in life, yes, it's part of our lives. We can't be exempted from it. But one thing is for sure, God's grace is sufficient. Amen? Can I ask everyone to stand as we close in prayer? Lord, thank you that you are a God who hears, a God who knows, and a God who answers. Lord, thank you that we receive your grace today. Lord, break our hearts. Allow us to see our weaknesses, Lord. Allow us to embrace the life that Paul embraced. Allow us to see that it's not about us, but it's about you, Lord. Lord, we declare that your grace is sufficient in our lives. Lord, we declare that your power works best in our weakness. You know, while uh, Pastor Francis was talking about the broken hand, I already forgot this uh, experience of mine, but I remembered so candidly because I had a fight with uh, my friend before and we were in a, a party so I was so angry with my friend that I punched a wall. I punched the wall. Then after that, I felt I can't feel my hand anymore. And then my wife, who's, who was my, my friend that time, hindi pa kami, ano, hindi pa kami mag-boyfriend, girlfriend, hindi pa kami married. Kasama ko sila, pa-uwi. And then she, she told me, oh, how's your hand? Sabi ko, okay lang, wala. Mayamaya, wala na. Wala na talaga akong nararamdaman. As I was driving, hindi ko ma magamit yung hand ko. And we went straight to the hospital. Pinacheck. Tapos yung mga doctors doon, kung sa kanya, sabi ng nurse, ba papaputol na yan, sa akin naman, iba experience ko. Sabi ng doctor sa akin, next time, iho, pag nagalit ka, piliin mo muna yung wall na susuntukin mo. Hanap ka ng kahoy, wag yung semento. Tapos pinagtatawanan nila ako. And nandun lang ako. And I just feel like while he was say, talking about our weakness, you know, I've never punched a wall again, ever. Because I know what happened, what will happen. Niligan nila ng surgical metal. Tapos I had a cast for like uh, more than a month. It was really difficult. Some of us here, your weaknesses, you're punching walls right now. It's all self-inflicted. You have weaknesses right now that you have not admitted yet. And you have to admit that to the Lord 
and lay it up to the Lord. Lord, I need your grace so that I can overcome this weakness. Our attitude, some of you have difficulty with money. It's self-inflicted. Some of you have difficulty with relationships with your family. It's self-inflicted. You have not practiced forgiveness yet. And I want everyone right now, um, just to continue with Pastor Francis' prayer, if you have that self-inflicting weakness right now, I want you to admit it to God. And Lord, I know I need you, Lord, for your grace is sufficient. I know I cannot overcome this, but I need you, Lord God. If you have something like that, I want you to raise both hands right now as an act of surrender. Lord, including myself, I have those self-inflicting weaknesses. Lord, we lift up these weaknesses to you, Lord God. We know that your grace is sufficient. Lord, may you pour your spirit upon us and may we have the humility to accept that weakness because you and you alone will give us the power and the strength because if we can on our own, we would have done it before. But Lord God, we need you right now in our life, in our attitudes, the way we handle money, stewardship, forgiveness, even with addiction, Lord God. We know we cannot do it, but Lord God, through your grace, your sufficient is enough. We honor you, Lord God, and this is the year 2020 that we will break through, Lord God, as we admit those weaknesses in Jesus' name. I want to follow up with this verse. This is one of my favorite verses, and I advise you, ito yung verse na binabasa ko parate na no, meditate ko pag nagkakasala ako. <laughs> Tumatanda na tayo. It says here in Psalm 51, You do not you do not delight in sacrifice or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. Verse 17, My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken yes. and contrite heart. You, yes. God, will not despise. That's a word for you. Amen. Let's give God praise today. You know, it feels good, right? It feels good to know that we are not the only ones who are broken. You know, sometimes it's just that act of saying, you know, I need help. I need help. It's just that act of being vulnerable and saying, brother, I need your prayers. But it doesn't start unless we acknowledge our weakness. So Lord, I pray for each and every one today. Lord, I believe that the word has been preached and it has ministered to us. So Lord, don't allow us not to move in your grace. Thank you, Lord God, that as we acknowledge our weaknesses, Lord, you will send people in our lives. Lord, even allow us to have that courage to open up to someone. Lord, allow us to give, to give us that courage to actually just put it out in the open and say, I need help. Lord, your hands are not far from us. Just like what you said, your grace is reaching out to us and being with us. And so, Lord, we receive that grace today. Thank you, Lord. Bless your people this week. Allow us to experience your grace like never before. This we pray in Jesus' name and everybody of God's people say... Amen and amen. See you next week.